0: Dear Maureen, I am in a long-term relationship and recently another woman is going after my boyfriend. What can I do to stop her? My boyfriend has even told her no as well. Ask Me Anything here tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Good evening, and thank you so much for coming to my show. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am a registered nurse, sex therapist, blogger for the Huffington Post, and I also have my own blog about vaginal health. I'm also a sex researcher. It might be in my own lab. Nonetheless, I am a sex researcher. I do a couple of different kinds of sex research. Uh, you learned about some of that at the, if you were at the Taboo Naughty But Nice show this weekend. But uh, no, in all seriousness, I do do some academic clinical trials, which are vital to advance the progress of medicine. Great to be here with you. It's always my pleasure. Tonight on the program, I'm going to answer emails like the one above, and uh, some of the other ones. I love your emails, so keep them coming. talk at cknw.com. Also, this show is a little foreplay to Valentine's Day, which can be a very stressful day. Listener discretion is advised tonight and every Sunday night when I hit the airwaves. So please put the kids to bed and do come along for the ride, my friends. Do you remember your first kiss? I remember mine. It was in grade 8 at a school dance. I had admired the new kid at the school for weeks from afar. And I was a bit shy, believe it or not. And at the very first dance of the season, he had another girlfriend. We danced and then we went out behind the school and we made out. I think he tried to feel me up too. I think I let him. He had a girlfriend, as I said, but after that kiss, he broke up with her and we started going out. Honestly, this guy reached out to me a couple years ago on Facebook. And uh, I wonder if he has the same memory of that kiss that I had. Turns out that guy's had so many women in his life. (laughs) I'm sure that our memories are have some discrepancy. I know he listens to the show because one time he messaged me and said, glad to hear that you have the same laugh as you did back then. I was like, how do you know my laugh? Anyway, and then I realized, oh, yes, blonde woman, right. Uh, he listens to the show. The art of kissing. If you are in a long-term relationship especially, kissing is something that may have gone by the wayside. So tonight, Dr. Francis Doctor Derma- Francis Jang, dermatologist, joins me tonight to teach us how to resurrect moments like your first kiss. She is a woman who knows a lot about lips. We're going to talk about the Kissability Report from, with Dr. Jang. So also on tonight's show, we're going to talk about the pressure of Valentine's Day. Men typically dread Valentine's Day because it is, a, is pressure to perform. And you know how, guys, you have a problem whenever you have pressure to perform. The onus is on you to make a woman feel special. Women care about it. But men don't seem to as much. It's okay. But women, I was really surprised to hear this statistic. 53% of women would end their relationship if they didn't get something for Valentine's Day. So the heat is on, guys. And maybe not in the way you like it. But going to help you out with that tonight. Because Susan Simenu of Divine Intervention, a matchmaking service of the highest order, joins me tonight. To discuss that as well. If you've ever listened to my show before, you may have heard Lynn, the lifestyle mentor, be a guest on the show. Well, she has returned. She is into female centric relationships. She's going to join me a bit later with tips on how to spice up your sex life. So take your power back in your relationship. Let's see if she can beat out my grapefruit technique, which I may tell you about later on in the program. It's my juicy way to better you-know-what, and it's for the guys. Anyway, but it's for the guys, but women will enjoy this particular act that much better. Uh, I may tell you about it. I'm not so sure about that. You heard about it at the Taboo Sex Show this weekend. That's for darn sure. And uh, so that was such a, a great weekend. Talking about my favorite subject, sex, dirty talk, sex games, and sexual desire. I also have a personal story to share with you. For those of you who are following the Jian Gameshi case, you might be surprised at uh, some of the victim responses and some of the details that are coming out about that, like why women uh, co- reached out at long after the fact, long after the alleged punch in the face or the alleged hair-pulling. That allegedly occurred. Um, So, And sometimes victims have strange responses. And a story came to mind the other day that happened to me, and I thought, you know, that might help people to understand why these women have perhaps sent emails or looked to turn the clock back. And I'm going to share that with you a little bit later in the program as well. I have a beautiful love story to share with you tonight as well. One of the listeners emailed me. I love this guy, Richard. Uh, of course, I've never met him, but that's okay. The brain is the largest sex organ. And uh, he emailed me and he said, I'm, I'm really not the type to spread junk, but is there any chance in any way you can spread a GoFundMe campaign for a longtime friend of mine. As it turned out, his friend, who's around 25 years of age, has been battling AML, acute myelogenous leukemia, for about six months. It's a blo- bone marrow cancer. And, you know, I, I used to take care of patients that had leukemia, and I know how sick these patients get with a very high white blood cell count. And they get fatigue and infections and fevers, and, uh, and he needs to travel. So he needs to travel to Texas I believe it's MD Anderson down there in Texas and for further treatment and none of the expenses are covered and so the initial consultation alone is 37000 So, But it's a, behind all that is a beautiful love story and Michelle is going to join me on the line a little bit later in the program. You can call me with any of your questions, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can always email me, sextalk at cknw.com. And uh, so without further ado, we're going to move along to that little dreaded Valentine's Day. What do I get her? I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Let's get it on. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. As always, I welcome your calls six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. And Jeff from Vancouver is on the line with a question. Hello, Jeff. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you?
1: I'm good. I just have a general question, actually, if that's if that's possible.
0: Of course, any general question is possible.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, it's related, obviously. You know, it's related to sex, obviously. Um, is it normal to um you
0: know masturbate more than twice a day. Masturbation is one of the healthiest things you can do. It's perfectly normal to masturbate as much as you like okay, as well, long I- as it's not as long as it's not interfering with your life that you're masturbating so much or that it's part of an anxiety reduction. We see a lot of people with sex addiction who will masturbate to reduce the anxiety around it or to help them to sleep or to help them give a presentation or um, because the anxiety is the issue. So if you're finding that you're using it as a type of medication, then you may want to seek some help for it. But, you know,
1: okay, yeah, 2, 3, the-
0: 30, 40 times a day, it's perfect.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's the only question that I really had to ask, actually. So.
0: That's a great question. I do get it quite a bit. So um, it's it's a it's a great question because I know that a lot of people are wondering about that.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So carry on visiting the bishop, my friend, okay? I will do. Okay, uh, thanks. All right, take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay, guys, this is something else that you dread as well. Valentine's Day, do you ever wonder? She says, don't get me anything, and then you don't, and then she breaks up with you because 53% of women would end their relationship if they don't get something for Valentine's Day. So to help you with this pressure, Susan Simenu of Divine matchmaking is on the line to help with this it's matchmaking of the highest order hello Susan hi Maureen how are you
2: I'm doing very well thank
0: you how are you I'm fantastic thank you very much I'm sorry you couldn't join me in studio and I do hope you feel better but thanks for joining me anyway thank you so let's talk about this some interesting stats around Valentine's Day worldwide hundred and ten million roses the majority of red will be sold within a three-day period so there's a lot of pressure on guys to perform this way. We know the pressure they have to perform in the bedroom. What about the pressure on that one special day of the year? Well,
2: you know what? The, the key thing is about a third of men leave it to the last day so they panic. So at the very least, put some thought into what your partner likes. You know each other. People are at different stages in their relationship. The biggest pressure, I think, is for new couples. So that's where a woman kind of measures, you know, the love from the other guy. So at the very least, get a card. And I always say to men, think about what it is that you like about your girlfriend or love about your girl or your partner. And write even five things down. Start there and then think about what do you think you would value together in terms of a couple, whether it's something future, an activity, whether it's dinner. There's lots of different things that you can do within a certain budget range. So know your partner. This is one day of the year where you get a chance to, ideally for women, somehow publicly adore them.
0: Okay, how about the woman who says, don't get me anything, I don't want anything, and then the guy listens to her and then she starts to cry when she says you didn't get me anything well you told me not to get you anything because they there's a power imbalance well so when the woman says don't get me anything or he says what do you want what's the what's the answer there
2: well first of all that's a lie it's sort of like asking the question do you think i'm fat honey don't say yes so (laughs) uh, number one just Think about, you know, does she love flowers? Women, 15% of women send themselves flowers to the office because they want other women to sort of go, wow, your guy really likes you. What is that
0: about? I have to say, I I seriously, I question a woman who would do that. Like, it really doesn't matter what other people think. I mean, that's another entirely different show. but.
2: But we know we like to be publicly adored so baseline send flowers to an office bring them home you know if someone likes jewelry get a token that way but we really like sentimental things as well if there's a picture that you have that's fantastic of the two of you frame that um if you're you know do you
0: think case. a guy would seriously get a picture and frame it you know <laughs> I mean, what
2: go on her facebook page find the photo put this it in the frame put your girl hat on just for a second that's not
0: that difficult to do. Are they capable of that? I mean, come on, like they it's are. like can you bring home milk? All right. No, I forgot the milk.
2: No, buy a great you know, bottle of champagne, just make that day a little bit more special.
0: No, I agree with you. I'm with you on this, so but no, we're
2: laughing, yes, they can execute. So the key thing is to plan in advance. You know, get your assistant to help you if she's around. You know, just, just do something proactive. Just make it a little bit more special. And, you know, in terms of the male and the female thing, men want sex at the end of the day. That's their end game. Men
0: want sex at the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end, of the, the day. end of
2: the day. Exactly. <laughs> Every they day. Them. They want that at the end of the day. So if you want that as your end game, get her a gift. So you know, write her something really romantic and nice. And you know what? Reminiscing is a key thing when you have history with someone. Write down your five top ten moments. What I really think that's is great nice. To do. Yeah, that's that's a you know that's good. Also, I owe you for future things. You know, you can say I owe you a night off away from the kids.
0: I owe you a massage. That will never be delivered. But anyway, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> They're I
2: like I never hard. said that. Yeah, just like three things. But you know what? This the standard things work jewelry chocolate flowers 80 percent of people value an experience you can say you know what we can plan a future cooking class together a dance class you know experience is what bonds couples together yeah,
3: so absolutely. think
2: about something that you'd like to do go skiing that night you know plan something on the night of saturday you know february 13th which is a great night for romance.
0: yeah that's nice i like the skiing i do hope all the guys out there have started their shopping for me educating them about sex all these years <laughs> chocolate wine all that's fine jewelry yeah tiffany no i'm kidding
2: and just even go to a sex shop you know get something unusual that you think your partner would like
0: get them the womanizer; they will all like that listen thank you so much i want to ask you one other question about when you're single uh during this valentine's period that can be challenging so what's some of the tips for single people on valentine's day how to get through how to deal with it Well, I think a lot, you know, it's
2: one day out of the year. It's like New Year's Eve. It's, you know, it's essentially a little bit overrated, but focus either on someone else. You can be in a Starbucks line. You can buy someone else a coffee. You can pay it forward. You can buy a homeless Mm -hmm. person a meal. You can volunteer. You can spend time with your family, drop something off at a hospital. When you do something for someone else, it naturally makes you feel better. You can have a party with your friends. Or what you can say is, this is a me day, and I'm going to indulge myself, and I'm going to buy myself something that I normally wouldn't spend you know,
0: money on. Which is fantastic. That's all great advice, because I, I also think a little bit of cast your bread upon the waters that comes floating back. You never know who you're going to meet out there when you just put yourself out there and uh, shake it up a little bit. Well, Susan, thank you so much. Your website is? Divine,
2: D-I-V-I-N-E, com.
0: Thank you so much, and I do hope you feel better. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Okay, I have Bill from Burnaby on the line. Looks like Bill would like a little relationship advice. Hello, Bill.
1: Yeah, hi, Maureen. How are you? Good, in- good. Thanks for all the good information.
0: You're I'll welcome. Did you relationship- start shopping for me yet, Bill? <laughs> have you got any ideas? No, I'm kidding. No, I've
1: got a few. <laughs> I'll let you know.
0: <laughs>
1: the gift <laughs> is in the mail. I've Just make
0: sure it's in a little aqua blue box with it begins with the, word, the letter T. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, okay. A girl I went out with for nearly a year fell in love with, she yeah. had a really poor marriage in the past, mm-hmm. and it really psychologically damaged her. And I'm wondering, I want to reconnect with her. It's been a couple months since we broke off amicably, and I'm wondering how I do this. Do I do it in a letter? Should I wait till she gets some psychological help, or should I let this go? Or
0: Yeah, why do you want to go back to this? So, so was there trouble in your relationship? Because that... I
1: thought she was a fabulous person. She's one of the nicest people I've met um
0: what was the problem
1: well her she had such a terrible marriage in the past that it really psychologically got in the way of us developing a relationship
0: okay so did she have trust issues did she have intimacy issues was she not vulnerable oh, enough I during sex it,
1: i felt she had all of the above but what? i wasn't gonna i never ever came down on her i just thought it would um, repair with time i thought if i try and help her through this It would smooth things out, which it didn't. No, because
0: you can be supportive, but you can't help Or She needs to actually be the one to get the help. But I'm curious, and I think it's really interesting, and I'm glad you asked this question. I'm curious why you want to go back. You know that Um, she had trust issues, intimacy issues. It wasn't um, a sexually fulfilling or pleasurable relationship, yet you want to return to it. Interesting.
1: Because I think I could iron this out. I think that uh, I'll never meet a person as incredible as her again. And everything else was in place. And I think she could get past this with a little bit of care and attention.
0: What did think. she think?
1: Well, you know what? I don't think she thinks she has a problem.
0: There's the problem.
1: I know. That's what I thought. And
0: so it's not going to change. It's, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing so the well, same if thing. A, if I'm a
1: real soft touch and I want to get in touch with her again, what's the nicest way to do it? Write her a letter? Make her a phone call? Send
0: just t- text her, give her a call, send her some something for Valentine's Day, thinking of you. Box of chocolates, a bracelet from Tiffany's.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Uh, no, I'm kidding. You don't want to go overboard. But, you know, just maybe send her some flowers or something, thinking of you, hope all's well, love to see you again. If she doesn't respond or says no, you know, that's it. You know, you've got to really think about if somebody is psychologically troubled, you're going to have that trouble. That's going to persist unless they know they have a problem and they deal with the problem.
1: Okay, Maureen, thank and you very get much. Get
0: the help. You are so welcome. Thank you. All right, thank you. Okay, so uh, that's a great uh, call. Actually, it's interesting. We go back, but anyway, now we're going to go to the lips. Do you kiss like a movie star? Do you want to kiss like a movie star? Anyway, do you know that according to the kissability report, British Columbians like their kisses long and gentle. Dr. Frances Jang is on the line and she's going to tell us a little bit more. She's a cosmetic dermatologist and she knows a lot about lips. Hello, Dr. Jang. Hi there. How, How are, are you? Good.
4: I'm so glad we're going to talk about this study. It was a lot of fun.
0: It sounds it. I wish I had been a participant.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know. this. Was, so this was a telephone survey done uh, in December of last year. So it's pretty recent. Thousand women were called. Their age ranges went from 30 to 45. So I don't know if you fall in that category.
0: I'm in like the 20s, but anyway, go Okay,
4: ahead. good. Perfect. Anyway. <laughs> I so fall the, on
0: the other. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> the interesting thing is that uh, it was across the nation. So, but be British Columbians, like other Canadians, uh, about one in five feel that their lips could be a little bit more kissable. And we're specifically, because I'm a dermatologist, talking about smoother, fuller, a little bit more symmetrical, maybe a little less of a gummy smile. So it's interesting that women feel that way about it. However, the other really interesting thing I found was that getting back to relationships, about um, the average is about 3 times a day that couples in a long-lasting relationship will kiss each other, even if it's just a peck.
0: They kiss and that's three- average. Yeah, I don't think that's all that much or that long. It doesn't sound like they kiss that long either. But it's interesting, people don't think that their lips are kissable enough. So would they be a better kisser? Or Because I also think there's a chemical attraction. There's a neurochemistry. And, and you kiss Johnny different than you kiss Bill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I guess we're
4: talking about um, appearance and confidence building, right? So. Um, and we can do something about that nowadays with the use of these hyaluronic acid gel fillers. And it began years ago with the use of collagen, of course, and now that's gone by the by. We've
0: got products that are much okay. Better- we, you know. Unfortunately, I'm just going to have to put you on hold. Would you mind hanging with me? We're going to talk about trout lips when I come back, when we come back, and how to avoid those. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We are talking about lips. We're talking kissability and the kissability report with Dr. Francis Jang, who is a cosmetic dermatologist who knows a lot about lips. Thanks for hanging on the line with me, Dr. Jang.
4: Yeah, we were talking about trout lips and the look that everybody wants to avoid.
0: So, But hang on, if they all want to avoid it, why do we see it a lot? I have to say, I see it quite frequently. And I think, oh, did you well, request that or was that the needle gone wrong? <laughs> or did you get too much of whatever they put in your lips?
4: Yeah, so there's a certain style right now where there is some desirability for fuller as opposed to, let's say, 20 years ago. But that said, we most people want to avoid that. And what we're seeing mainly is that women, uh, young women especially, want a bit more symmetry in their lips. They want uh, better proportions. So the mathematical proportion of a perfect lip, if we were to give it a mathematical number, is 1 for the upper lip and 1.6 for the lower lip. And that's A Caucasian proportion, of course, with Orientals, um, it may approach more the one-to-one. And then with the older woman, we can't forget that we're not just losing facial volume in the face in general. We're losing in the lip as well. So we get wrinkles in our lips, and they get smaller. So sometimes it's just restoration of what we used to have. And the nice thing about the products now is that they're, the good and the bad, is that they're not permanent and they don't swell very much anymore. So the um one that's recently out from Switzerland which is completely reversible if desired, it has something called optimal balance technology and it's made and was designed to look more natural, softer and doesn't swell. So even in the short term there's not much side effect and we're using moving more and more to towards not using a needle but using a cannula which is a blunt uh tipped instrument very minute, so it doesn't really leave much bruising and or swelling when we do the procedures. So it can really be a lunch hour thing.
0: A uh, lunch hour, so you can go over and get yeah. some new lips on your lunch hour. Fantastic. I, I have rather large lips, and I've always had large lips, and I hated them, uh, of course, until they came into style. So now I'm grateful for them. You've grown into them. I've grown it's into them. I used to you're... roll them in when I was a kid, and then they called me razor lips um, because, Any anyway, the lips have been a problem the entire life. But I wanted to say, you said something about a gummy smile. So yeah. is is that in? Because I want to be in. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not in. It's so, not in. So
4: there are some lips when uh, the girls smile or the women smile where they show a lot of gum, It's so-called gummy smile. I see. And they often are accompanied by a thin upper lip, and so if that's the case, we can usually Fill in that upper lip somewhat so that there's not as much of a gummy.
0: Okay. Uh, a show I don't actually like to look in the mirror myself. So I really don't yeah. know. Like I don't, honestly, I don't. That's the total truth. I hate it. In fact, and so I don't really know about all these details. You know that people are like getting their eyes done and they're getting all these things done, and and then so I just took a look a pic look at a picture that was taken of me to see if I had gummy. <laughs> A gummy smile anyway and hopefully
4: not <laughs> I, I I just was back from Seoul Korea and I gotta tell you that you know compared with uh, the North American culture, I'll tell you that Seoul Korea is a hotbed for cosmetic surgery. So if we think that we're too engrossed in it here, I think that we have got a way to go. There are other cultures oh like yeah, South America that have you know had it in their. In their culture for quite
0: some time. Oh yeah, it's nothing here. Yeah. I'm American, and it's nothing here. Yeah. It's like you know, breast implants at age sixteen down in yeah. the states, and that's yeah, been going guess, on for a while.
4: I I think the thing is, is that the technologies are evolving. They're getting more natural looking, and I think the thing is to seek somewhere safe and uh, that has a judicious and a good eye. To execute what you want
0: done. Well, fantastic! I've heard you, yeah. you do great work, so uh, and thank oh, you so thank much you. for joining me. And and I don't think British Columbians have to worry that much because we are three times more likely than the rest of the Canadians to plant a long kiss on our partners. So I that's, think that's
4: all all good.
0: It is. No it's all everybody. good. Well, yeah. thank you so much. We're going to go from kissing to lifestyle with Lynn, the lifestyle mentor. Thanks so much, Dr. Jang. On the line now is Lynn, the lifestyle mentor. Hello, Lynn.
4: I'm Maureen. How
0: Thanks are you? Back. Oh, I'm so glad you're back. That's fantastic because you're a, a wealth of information, a bastion of knowledge in the bedroom and beyond. So uh, <laughs> you are female centric. So you really want to empower women in the bedroom where we, we align in that way. Uh, great minds think alike. Uh, So tell me, what have you got uh, up your sleeve these days for couples, especially as we're approaching Valentine's Day to maybe resurrect the sensual aspect of their relationship, certainly connect on a more intimate level and uh, bond, tie up, be more vulnerable. So what are you suggesting these days, Lynn?
5: Well, one of the things that really influences what I suggest to people is my personal lifestyle. I'm I'm actually a minimalist. um, And so I don't focus on things so much as I focus on the connection. Uh, I believe you had a guest earlier tonight who talked about doing something special,
0: creating Mm -hmm, the experience,
5: do whatever, right. That will actually hold a lot more value to a woman than you know, a dozen roses that are going to wilt in a week, or a box of chocolates that'll be gone within an hour. If you're anything like me,
0: <laughs> or that Tiffany bracelet that will last a lifetime? No. <laughs>
5: well, you. Know, I'm that's kidding. Only, that's only if they're long time listeners.
0: I'm a complete maximalist. For you. No, I'm a maximalist, <laughs> and I like tons of presents. Anyway, no, I don't. Go on, carry on. The experience is fabulous. Of course, I love experiences, right. sexual well, I'm, experiences. I'm,
5: <laughs> definitely, I usually encourage that they focus on something that bonds them that will enhance their relationship from that moment forward so they're not only building anticipation for that night but they're building a great platform from which they can spring off of to to work on for the rest of the year for building their relationship and making it stronger
0: okay so So for example whether it's Oh, go ahead. Do you have a suggestion? Whether it's taking
5: a shower or a bath together or learning a new massage technique or learning something that keeps you physically connected and allows for non-sexual intimacy to build.
0: Now, yes, the end game for men is sex. The end w- game for I women will- is sex, too. I just want to clarify that. I agree. Everybody However, thinks women don't like sex, women are not socialized to enjoy sex. Yes. But, you know, that's our end game. And to experience an orgasm is also the end game. People say, oh, the journey is fine, ladies. Don't worry about the orgasm. That's because they've never had an orgasm. They don't know what they're talking about. So I think we have to remember that there's that women enjoy sex and it's okay to enjoy sex and to get that guilt out of people's minds. I have so many patients of mine tell me that they hear their mother saying, you know, just at the point of plateau and their mother comes in saying sex is dirty, sex is bad, or, you know, they, they can't be fully vulnerable, but I think we need to change that conversation, change that dialogue that says women enjoy sex and, and women need to want to have sex with their partners. That's my stand.
5: (laughs) You and I, you and I, view things very similarly. However, the clientele that I deal with are usually also dealing with a very strong power dynamic, where the men are kept chaste and the women are able to seek out whatever sort of sexual experiences they want. So yes, the end game may be sex for many men. However, the select few who happen to have that slight change in their their dynamic where they actually are in chastity building intimacy can be just as fulfilling at least emotionally and somewhat physically
0: as having a quick 10-second orgasm i'm not suggesting a quick 10-second orgasm <laughs> i'm suggesting <laughs> also, not for us multiple for, us. Most, for everybody most. i share the wealth <laughs> for every woman no, this is this, this is the kind of stuff. This is the kind of conversation we need to change because every, they've all been taught this before. Sex is bad. Sex is dirty. Don't masturbate. Don't self-stimulate. You know, you're not allowed to masturbate, as what I heard from a female uh, Jehovah's really? Witness. She was the daughter of Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, I mean, come on. I'm like, well, did you anyway? Because you can't stop it. So she said, yes, she did, but she was sneaking and then she felt guilt and shame. And so that's what we need to pull away from that. So in these relationships, the, pe- the people you see, so the, the men are chaste. So they are pure from unlawful sexual intercourse. Is that basically they're virtuous? Is that it? No. I'm just trying to understand. So when you say chaste, what do you mean? Chastity is male chastity when- play. Oh, male chastity play. Right. Okay. It's when a woman is able to keep her
5: husband or her boyfriend or her fiance or whatever in a chastity device or on the honor system where he is not allowed to experience sexual pleasure unless she gives him permission, which adds to the heightened anticipation. It adds to the arousal that he feels. It adds to the connection that he feels toward her. It adds to that whole cat and mouse game that we love to play with our significant other. It adds to the seduction. And when I'm talking about a quick 10-second orgasm, I'm talking about the fact that when a man finally does ejaculate, that sensation doesn't last as long for him as it does for women. Okay. So I wasn't talking about, you know, <laughs> women only have 10-second orgasms. Okay. I was talking about the difference between the male orgasm and the female orgasm.
0: Right. They, yes, so it's generally less for men.
5: Right. So if he wants something to last longer, then he needs to not focus on sex primarily. He needs to focus on the things that will keep him aroused and keep him engaged and keep him wanting and craving the woman at his fingertips.
0: Okay. So women are uh you know they're in this power game with sex with men and they often withhold sex. So is this kind of withholding sex on steroids by any chance to Not benefit to increase intimacy? It's becoming creative with the tools that you have at your at your fingertips. And what are the tools? <laughs>
5: Well, a man has to come up with more creative ways to please his partner. He can't just thrust in, pull out, and be done. And obviously that's a very generalized idea of what sex would be.
0: But a lot of Um, women just want that. I hear men say to me, you know, she just said, stick it in me, hurry up, get it over with. You know, after she's played dead. Women will come in saying, how can I play dead better? (laughs) 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 This is a problem. (laughs) I've been at the taboo sex show.
5: Men who are in chastity devices can still penetrate their partners using a wonderful host of toys that can that are designed to go over chastity devices. So if their their female partner truly craves penetration and fingers and tongue aren't doing it, there are toys that they can play with. They don't have to break chastity, right, to be able to please their partner.
0: And so the man they, is watching. Can this be in same sex relationships too? It can be, yeah. Okay. So the partner is watching. I'm just inclusive. I like to include everybody. So the partner's watching and just getting aroused watching, and they're not breaking chastity.
5: How are they watching? You mean while they're penetrating their partner with toys? Because a lot of the toys that I'm talking about that go over the chastity device, they actually have to be physically engaged. They have to thrust into the partner.
0: Okay. Can you describe the chastity device,
5: please? Well, a chastity device for men is usually a small... Now, I'm talking about devices, not belts. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. It's usually a small-ish cage that's either custom-fit to the person or they can buy standard, you know, ready-made devices, one-size-fits-none type of deal.
0: So they um, are in a cage. They are in a penis cage. A penis and cage. That's be, the difference. Okay. Be, I was in a swing today, but go ahead. <laughs> 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 it was fabulous. It was outstanding. Oh, I, sure. I was exhausted, and, I like, I just felt so free the legs were thrown up in the air it was fantastic um so they're in a penis cage.
5: they're in a penis
0: cage yeah they're great for position and you know for especially for women who may have difficulty experiencing orgasm i mean all sorts of things you know um hang it in your bathroom and they work
5: really well with the chassis device okay so the the
0: chassis device is a penis cage correct all right you'll have to tweet me one of those penis cages we need those penis cages here in canada I'm not sure I've seen one, but I want one. Well,
5: I will tell you, I have clientele in Canada. They're already on it. They know about it. So oh, no. do you have them in Canada, we'll
0: just get you caught up after the show. You have to. I know. I'm really feeling behind the scenes on this one. Okay. Penis cages. Okay. So if you want a penis cage, I'm going to give out a penis cage on the air coming up. Um so- So that's excellent. All I had to offer was the grapefruit challenge today. But anyway, that's fun, too. Um, But uh, so the penis cage is fantastic. This is rousing. So I think this is a great gift for Valentine's Day. What do you think, Lynn? I think it is a fantastic
5: gift for a woman to give a man for Valentine's Day, particularly because March 14th is Steak and Blowjob Day.
0: Oh, it's Steak and Blowjob Day. When is Grapefruit and Blowjob Day? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's right the sure. one we might need. I'm going to have
5: to make up that holiday. <laughs> I'm
0: going to set that one up. Okay, that's excellent. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And so uh, a guy's not going to be disappointed when he opens up and gets a penis cake <laughs> <laughs>
5: depends on the guy. We're going to have to explain it
0: to him. <laughs> Big time. Anyway, and it's a one size fits all, right? So it's like a little mini cage. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Not all of them. No, I'm <laughs> the joking. I'm make kidding. Them small for
5: those that need them. They do make them small. They make them any size you need. Them.
0: Oh, they oh they actually fit to size. Okay, that's fantastic, mm-hmm. Lynn. I love having you on the show. Uh, your website is lsmentor.com. It's fabulous. We'll have you back, Lynn. And I definitely am going to order a penis cage. <laughs> for my listeners. <laughs> All right. Take care, Maureen. Okay, thanks. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Okay, when I come back, we're going to be get a little bit more serious about a beautiful love story. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. If you don't know me by now, if you're just tuning in for the first time, know something. I absolutely love love stories and uh true, genuine, genuine, authentic, and beautiful love. And when the story came by me from one of the listeners, Richard, I, I had to speak to Michelle because I, I went through their GoFundMe page. Uh, it's a love story of a young couple recently married after falling in love over the internet, which a lot of people do as well, and meeting and falling in love and getting married. And And Michelle and Brandon have been together for a little bit, and Brandon has been diagnosed with acute myelogenous leukemia, and Michelle is his devoted wife, and she's on the line with me. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Maureen. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me this evening. You're welcome. Listen to that. You're wonderful. And I know you've had a lot of tough times. Your husband is quite sick, and he needs to go to MD Anderson in Houston, is it, uh, in Texas, in uh, Leander, Texas? Oh, yeah, Houston, Texas. Is Houston. Where MD Anderson is yes. located. Yes, so. that's what I thought. And um, so you have a GoFundMe page because his treatment is quite uh, expensive now. Uh, AML or acute myelogenous leukemia is a cancer of the bone marrow. Mm-hmm. You're a young couple. You met and fell in love, and uh, you're very committed. There's been lots of ups and downs. Just tell me what uh, what keeps you going and feeling fantastic. I mean, Brandon and
3: I are just at the heart of it. We're just best friends. And um, prior to his diagnosis, you know, we've always been close. We met back in 2011 uh, through a video game, World of Warcraft, and Mm -hmm. um, sparked up quite a friendship. And we were really great friends over the years and kind of kept in touch through gaming and through Facebook. And um, we reconnected uh, a couple years back. And just really hit it off again. And I decided to take a chance and travel up to BC and meet him. And from the moment we met in person, we just, we just hit it off really well. I mean, it was like we had known each other for, for even longer than we had. And since then, um, you know, I, I knew that he was the one for me and we, we've made a lot of sacrifices for our relationship to work, you know, with him being from, D.C. and me being from Texas, you know, we we went through a lot to even have a shot at the relationship, which brought me all the way from Texas up to uh, Victoria in 2014. And um, just fighting for a relationship as long as we had. And this is just, you know, another fight that we have to face. And i have no doubt that we'll get through it just like we've been through a lot of other things
0: i agree with you i think you will get through it you look like a lovely couple i went through all the pictures he looks like a great guy um you know in the hospital i know receiving platelets and blood and i understand this condition because i've taken care of many patients children mainly who have had this um Mm -hmm. and it's it's generally in uh, younger adults but we're going to see this uh, increase it's not a common cancer but, um, you know, he's been through a lot and he's got a long road ahead. You're raising $250,000 as your goal. You've got 62200 right now. Uh, so if you're in any way uh, feeling touched by this story, it would be great for you to uh, donate any of the listeners out there. Just help one of our British Columbians, or a lovely couple. And, and, you know, I just have to admire you, Michelle, how supportive you've been. Some people may have walked away. It's, it cannot be easy. Ah, uh, to support a man you love who's quite sick, but uh, I think that's part of what is going to help him in his recovery,
3: yeah, I mean, it's certainly not an easy situation, but um, you know i I wouldn't change it for the world. i I would never, you know even the the thought of leaving never even crossed my mind. Um, you know, i I knew that Brandon was the person that I wanted to spend my life with before he was diagnosed with leukemia and Um, when he was in the hospital receiving treatment, I actually was the one that proposed and asked him to marry me. And he thankfully said yes. So I just I always knew that um, he was my soulmate. And I have nothing but love for him and want to be there to support him in any way that I can. And um, it's okay that right now I'm the one taking the burden of this, because that's, you know, that's what relationships are. It's all a give and take. And I know he would do the same thing for me.
0: That's exactly right. So the GoFundMe page is, Michelle? That
3: is uh, gofundme.com slash help. Brandon Beat AML
0: and I know I told you I would donate to you and I am, I will do that I'll do that uh, tonight or tomorrow morning so uh, thank I'll, I'll so uh, make Maureen. a donation to that and anyone else who would feel compelled to do that would be graciously accepted so Michelle I wish you the best of luck a beautiful Valentine's Day safe travels and uh, a very speedy recovery for Brandon
3: thank you very much Maureen yeah. I really appreciate very that have a wonderful welcome. evening thank
0: you same to you I love people like that. She's so lovely. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to wrap this baby up. I may give you a little story. I'm not sure if I have enough time. Otherwise, I'll tell you next week. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. We are at the end of the program. I would be remiss if I didn't thank Jamie for his great technical production tonight. He's filling in for Mike. So, Jamie, thank you so much and thanks for that hickey song. That was great. Very <laughs> aligns with the theme of the show. You know, uh, I'm probably not going to be able to get into this too much, but there's been much about the Jian Gameshi case. All eyes on that. And in particular, why... Women behaved the way they did. And number one, it's not about how women behaved after a man allegedly punched them in the face, pulled their hair, or choked them. That should have nothing to do with it. But that is typical of defense lawyers, to my understanding. And that has something to do with our legal system. And, of course... Everybody has the right to a fair trial, and defense attorneys must rigorously defend their clients. So that's part of it. But the other part of it is looking at the behavior, and why would women email him allegedly after he allegedly hit them and punched them. Well, it's something like similar to the Stockholm syndrome. And I remember one time when I was bullied in the workplace and sexually harassed and I left the job. I texted the guy and I, I left the job. And um, but, you know, and I did end up filing a claim. Uh, I, I filed a complaint with the Human Rights Tribunal and I got a lawyer. And but part of it, I remember saying I wanted my job back. I didn't think it was fair that I had to leave my job because this guy was abusing me in the workplace. I had learned at that time that he had abused 22 women before me. These guys often have patterns of behavior. So maybe next week we'll touch a little bit more on that on Valentine's Day of all days. I wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day, of course. Uh, you can always go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. I have a special one coming out tomorrow. It's called Pump and Dump. It's for Valentine's Day. It's on my blog, backtothebedroom blog.ca. You can visit me on Twitter at back the number two, the bedroom. You can email me, sex talk at com any old time you like. And you can always follow the CKNW Health Series, which continues tomorrow with how coloring books are helping to keep adults healthy. You can revisit the first 18 Health Series reports right here at cknw.com. Click the word health at the top of the page. Remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.